swear, love. Close the door behind you. You're now in the green room. Hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Green Room. Um, I'm your host, Keddy Emanuel. I'm in here today with Mikhail Carter. Did I get your last name right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. And Mikhail is joining us all the way from the island, nat island nation of Barbados, right? Yes, um, sir. Mikhail is a Bajan. You know, it's time we had a Bajan on The Green Room, right? We had, we had Isabella though. Yeah. 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 But I think she's the only other Bajan person we've had in here. Um, yo, I'm excited to have you have you in here. And folks, let me let me explain why. Mikhail is aside from Ellie, the second team member uh on the Cadence team. Uh Mikhail is literally helping run. Caribbean Cadence. In fact, if you uh, were on our page today, uh, today's Wednesday, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and um, he was he was in charge of Caribbean Cadence today. He was running the page, he uh, posted the features, and uh, he, he had the wheel in his hand. Um, and so, Makayo, I'm really glad to have you on the team. Um, really excited to talk to you tonight. It's definitely a pleasure. Yeah, man. Um, Folks, I wanted I wanted us to get to know Makayo a little bit better, right? Um, I want you to know the team. You guys know me already. Um, uh, so Makayo, can you just introduce yourself to the people? Um, tell them a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your musical journey. You know, anything you want to share first. Hey, good night. <laughs> My name is Makayo Garner. Uh, I'm a keyboardist from Barbados. I've been playing keys since I was about seven, eight, nine around that area. Um, so I took good with the math, but uh, I'm 17 now, so y'all can calculate <laughs> how long I've been playing. Um, initially, I uh, was on track to be a drummer because uh, I had started out uh, with drumming lessons and what's not, but later gravitated towards, um, towards keys playing and so on. Um, uh, as it is the I guess history. Um there's, there's not much right I haven't I haven't been on the air of that long. <laughs> but um I I always remember going to piano lessons. Um we were doing like classical and uh, reading and stuff. And I also I always remember I would move away from the pianos, from the grand pianos and put in the headphones and the keyboard and start messing around with tones and um uh, you know, really, really trying to play by ear. It's not always fascinated me. Um, I grew up in a family of all musicians, mother plays and sings, father sings and plays, you know. Um, everybody else, you know, singing and stuff. Um, but my father uh, used to do production and stuff. Uh, so it, it really fascinated me. It fascinated me how he could go on the piano and just start to, you know, the sheet music, you know. Yeah. You know so I guess that is where my love for, I guess, air and stuff um, uh, originated. Um, so I, I, I remember, I remember they used to call me bad, used to call me bad because I used to go uh, messing with the, with the keyboard and stuff. But I don't know, I, here we are a few years later, I know I play keys, play keys with air again, no shaking music. It's like, 
So do, do you still remember a little bit of the drumming thing? Are you, are you also like Loki a drummer as well? Well, I wouldn't say so. Um, I will mess around here and there. Um, when I'm doing like building tracks or anything like that, I would uh, do MIDI drums. Um, but I, I know I like to hear for sure, um, mm. but I'm not sure if I could replicate it uh, in real life. Okay. All right. Uh, just speaking about your journey, because I know you mentioned, um, you know, being classically trained, right? And so you know how to read um, and um, you have that formal background. How has that formal background helped your journey? Because you were also interested in learning by air, right? So yeah. how did that, that initial fu fundamental structure help you out in terms of well, I, I, I would say um, more so with the performance aspect uh, because with, you know, the classical training and what's not, we had to do recitals and stuff in front of the audience. You know, again, accustomed to being uh, in the spotlight um, for playing and what's not. So I guess it, it helped me to become more accustomed to you know, being being in the, I don't know, it's a spotlight again, but in the spotlight. Um, yeah in front of people and playing in front of people and what's not. But as of as of now, I I cause I don't remember much um much uh, <laughs> much of the, the trading uh because mainly all they do is air right now. Okay. But I guess in that performing performance aspect it is helping. Yeah man I remember when I first started playing um I was about 12, 13 years old and it, it used to be a real nerve-wracking, you know, like just, <laughs> just coming in front of a whole group of people, you know, picking yeah. up an instrument. And, you know, there's a level of responsibility that, you know, you have as a musician because you can make or break, you know? Yeah. Sure. And I think that that responsibility shouldn't be crippling, but we should be aware of it. You know, yeah. what, whether you're playing for an event, whether you're playing for worship, whatever you're playing for, remember that you make or break, you know? So that's key right there. Hey, hey, I, I, I can tell you that could be crippling for sure. <laughs> and that, uh, that pressure, you tell you can make or break, make or break. Oh boy. Yeah. But it's good to be aware, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I want you to tell us a little bit about the about music in Barbados, you know? If you were to, to just paint a picture for us of what it's like as somebody who's uh, creative in Barbados, uh, what are the opportunities that you have available to you? What are the mentors that you have? You know, what, what are the different paths that you can use to uh, a career in life performance, you know? Share with us what you know. Well, I would say there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, knowledge um, with the older musicians um, that a lot of the younger musicians don't necessarily tap into. Okay. Um, but there is definitely, uh, related to mentorship, there's definitely a lot of knowledge that, that, um, that can be had. Uh, um, I guess I could say it's competitive, okay. uh, but no, the, the industry in Barbados, but as no with COVID is, is, is even more so competitive because the the opportunity is more scarce right, right. um more sparse so um a lot of times you will see um a lot of the same musicians coming back um like 
for say for example, musicians that would be touring or on on cruises and stuff. Uh, but no, they're stuck in Barbados, so they they take all the gigs. <laughs> uh, I just make it sort of but yeah, I I would say it's competitive, but uh, as it relates to mentorship, for sure, there's a lot of information, there's a lot of knowledge. Well, what about schools and you know resources in terms of learning? You know, um, I could speak from my school. It, it wasn't the smoothest ride. There's uh, the music, because I can remember bringing, lugging big evil amps to, to school to, to just play a, a morning service. Um, uh, but there wasn't, there wasn't much equipment and stuff. But I know I know of other schools that have some some nice programs, like Harrison's College and what's not. Uh, they, have, they have some nice music programs. And then you now you have the, the some past musicians that uh, will be products of the school coming back in and, and helping out. So it's, it's, it's pretty nice. Uh, not, not from my school as yet. I, I hope to be the past musician that come back and try and make a change, but um, as well, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. I remember uh, speaking to Foga, Jonathan Foga. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I never say his first name. I always say his last name, Foga. Great, <laughs> though. Uh, he was uh, he was mentioning to me in an episode not too long ago, where he said that you know in Jamaica, the scene is kind of stratified in terms of you know the gospel musicians stay in their gospel lane, the reggae musicians stay in their reggae lane, um, you know, and it, it just kind of it's kind of layered that way. People might you know kind of transition back and forth, but it's very very stratified. Is that the same in Barbados? I, I would I de- no I wouldn't say so uh, because I know I know of a lot of those musicians that work a work a reggae gig work a soccer gig and they come and play gospel like Sunday you know? <laughs> right. so um, I know I know I know that for sure um, I wouldn't say it's, it's as stratified as in Jamaica. Okay, all right, yeah, man, it's interesting to me how across the region you have different musical worlds and. Uh, that really brings me back to the cadence in terms of how do we sow connections between all of these uh, different islands, which, which we're all very similar, but also very different at the same time, right? And so that kind of brings me to our discussion here tonight about Caribbean cadence. So I don't want to put you on the spot, right? I'm not going to put you on the spot, uh, but... Why, why, why did you decide? Give me a, a few, a reason or a few reasons why you uh, decided to hop on the team. Well, um, I, I really like the, the page. I like it, um, where it's promoting the Caribbean um, creatives and the arrangers, all the musicians for the Caribbean. Um, it has even helped me uh, with my own arrangements and what's not where I was looking for musicians that would just go on Caribbean cadence and <laughs> scroll through and tell place somebody, you know. Um, it's, a good, it's a good network, I would say, too, um, with the cadence, with the uh, crew, with the cadence crew. Um, we have access to so many musicians and so much knowledge as well. Right. Um, I, I would say, I would say, I, I, I really, I was interested in it uh, for a while now. Uh, the page, uh, watching the page, I really like the creativity that will come into the Caribbean and so, so forth. I don't think there is another platform, not that I know of, 
that um, promotes the musicians and stuff um, across the Caribbean. Like, um, so I, 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 I happy to be a part. Yeah, man, and we're happy to have you as well. Um, and just even going beyond that now, um, guys. First off, shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> uh, Makayo, uh, even before he joined the actual team, he participated in the first ever Carry collab. And you're probably wondering what you're talking about. So the Carry collab uh, initiative—it's uh, actually Carry collabs. Uh, it's basically us pulling from the very network that Makayo just referred to and uh, bringing together musicians across the Caribbean region from the Caribbean diaspora to create together. So we create a STEM track and we share it with uh, a, a team of musicians. And these musicians then work together to, to create their own interpretation of this STEM, right? And uh, I'm kind of thinking down the line, we, we need to pull in Ellie on this conversation, but thinking down the line of doing covers as well. I don't know if we're averse to covers. <laughs> I, I think covers might be pretty dope, um, but uh, yeah. So Kyrie Collabs, this is an ad, <laughs> watch out for it. <laughs> Shameless plug, right? Yeah, it, it's coming out. Um, we have Makayo on there. We have Trey from Jamaica, the bassist. You've seen him on the platform if you follow us. Uh, and we have uh, um, Copy. Uh, I'm forgetting his, his actual name. I have a lot of social media handles in my head. But <laughs> we have Copy from uh, Grenada. I believe. I hope I don't get that wrong. I believe it's Grenada. Don't get mad at me if I, if I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to the curriculum. So let me tell you what, what, what I've heard so far, magic. So we're looking at magic already. So, you know, just brace yourself. Um, it's coming soon. Uh, I'm, I would even estimate probably within the next two weeks. So just watch out, watch out for that for sure. Now, sure, now that my shameless plug is over, we're, we're done. <laughs> now I want to ask you, future, we're looking down towards the future, right? You're on this team, we're working together, and we want a vision. They say without a vision, the people perish. I'm a church boy, so, you know. <laughs> so tell me, tell me a little bit of what you might think or hope that you would see down the line for Caribbean cadence in a perfect world? Well, down the line for sure. Um, I heard some of you guys talking about it um, a little while back, uh, talking about uh, uh, a jam session um, mm -hmm. where everybody come to one island and, and uh, come and just, you know, shed, you know, share ideas and what's not. Right. Um, but, you know, with COVID and stuff, I know how possible that would be right now. Um, but that for sure, that for sure, I know um, it would elevate the music in the Caribbean so much because you got all the ideas coming from the different backgrounds and what's not. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be amazing. Just thinking about it, just thinking about it. <laughs> that would be that would be amazing, man. Um, also, education. Uh, I think you were talking about this earlier. Um, where we have uh, just you know teaching different different basics and. You know, even in music business and what's not uh, stuff that everybody wouldn't wouldn't have access to on a regular. But yeah, uh, I I 
and I, I, would, I, would, I was just about to say a uh, collab uh, across the board, but <laughs> just remember we already do that. <laughs> we already do that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. But w- what would be cool is in the future, past this COVID stuff. You know, you know, we all hoping to get past it. Um, yeah. But <laughs> in the future, moving past COVID. Uh, you could have a collab where the musicians are in one spot together mm-hmm. and you fly everybody in uh, to one studio, uh, maybe for even a week, and you just create, create some magical stuff. Well, album. You know? Yeah, uh, uh, album, EP, uh, a cadence EP, you know, it, listen, man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I could see, uh, I could even see the, I'm imagining like the production value on that being very high, you know, uh, and, you know, have you ever seen Shed Sessions? Um, shed, Shed Tracks? Oh no, Shed Tracks. Shed Tracks. No, not, not Shed Tracks. Um, but I believe Pretty there sure. was, uh, there used to be the show called Shed Sessions. I, I might be getting the name wrong, uh, but basically, you know, it would just be a band coming together and, um, you know, just creating, playing. And I remember I was a little kid. I was probably about, uh, I believe I was about 10, 11. And I'm in my living room right here in St. Lucia at this house. And mm-hmm. I, I was doing something. I don't know if I was maybe ironing my clothes or something. And on the TV, these musicians just came up. And, you know, it's just live music. They're playing. And that's probably when I figured out that I really love music because I was I could yeah. not stop watching. I was just watching. I was like, yo, yo, this is amazing. Like, what? <laughs> and I don't think I even played anything yet. I'm pretty yeah. sure I wasn't playing anything yet. Um, but I was just transfixed just looking at these musicians playing, man. And yeah, I think we can create we can create some really powerful stuff coming out of the region. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, man, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Now, so guys, uh, only a few, like I was probably two or three months ago, um, I, I got a message from you regarding an event that you were working on um, and looking at uh, marketing, right? And we had a conversation. And honestly, a lot of the stuff I was telling you is stuff that I read um, f- from this book. I'll shout out the book right now, uh, Marketing for Dummies. I learned a lot from it. I recommend it to anybody watching this, but um, Ellie uh, brought up to me in our last Cadence meeting, Cadence team meeting. Yes, we do have those. And he was telling me that, you know, he saw a need. And the need that he saw was basically opportunity, a gap for, uh, you know, musicians to learn how to brand themselves online uh, an opportunity to teach uh, caribbean musicians how to post and how to craft uh, social media posts and uh, yes there are many resources for you to learn how to do this uh, there are a lot of master classes for social media marketing and all this stuff but there are things that are unique to musicians and uh, yeah, particularly unique to our region that I think we can speak to. And uh, it's going to be an ongoing conversation, but I'm hoping before uh, 
the beginning of next year for us to have a, an action plan on exactly how we can give give back to the region and elevate uh, the knowledge in the in across the platform for musicians to um, you know learn how to brand themselves, learn how to post. Uh, you have the content, you have the talent, but you need to know what to do with it, right? Yeah, I, I, I definitely like that. Even earlier when we were talking about um, the vision, as I say, education and stuff. Um, but that's a perfect example uh, <laughs> where I, I would have been lost uh, if I had not gone to the, the information from you about the marketing and what's not. So uh, I, I feel like if you can make this, make this public, make this information public and what's not, that it will receive well. Yeah, man. Um, because even if, here's a, here's a simple example, because musicians, you're probably watching this and you're probably like, what you talking about? Let me tell you. So you're a drummer, right? You're a drummer and you, you're at this rehearsal and you, the band sounds amazing. You know, you're locked in with the bassist. Um, the singers are blazing. Everything's great. You take your phone because you want people to hear this, right? You, you feel like people would rock with what you're doing. Instead of taking your phone and placing it nicely, maybe, you know, on a little ledge or something so people can actually see your face, see your sticks. You place your phone on the floor. So all we can see, <laughs> all we can see, or something. yeah, we can see like the bottom of your snare. And yes, a musician will probably still take the time to listen and say, okay, Oh yeah, I can feel a little vibe. Yeah? I can hear a little vibe. But most people scrolling down their social media timeline, if they see the bottom of your snare, they're not turning their sound on. <laughs> they're just gonna keep scrolling, bro. You know? And you know, you have to be aware of how other people are moving on the platform, how people are relating to content um, so that you don't waste your time with your content. Sure. Because I, I, I mean, even that same example, I could, I could relate it back to, to um, your church in, well, in wherever, wherever country you're from, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you got the option to go to whatever, whatever elevation, you could go to any other church. But so there's no real reason why you're still at your church, except that it's your church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because what I think you're saying there is basically that in this day and age now, you're competing with so much other content. Right, 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 right. Right? Is that that kind of way you're going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 crazy. it's crazy to think about it because even like you could you could post something and half of your followers not even know that you post, yeah. right? And they, they're on Instagram, like regular scrolling through. Um, and you know, they're saying all your stuff, and also if chances are, if they like your bass player, they're probably like you know another bass player. They're probably like a more popular bass player. That would be yeah. um, the algorithm to favor. Um, so it's it's a it's a tricky thing there. I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. And what's even trickier is even beyond all of that. Uh, there's also the fact that. Uh, you know, you don't want to change yourself just for mm -hmm. views and for likes and for reach in the algorithm, right? 
Um, and guys, y'all watching this, I want to tell you that, you know, that is something that we constantly talk about behind the scenes for the Cadence team, because let me, let me tell y'all a little secret, right? Drummers, automatic reach, distribution, high numbers, high likes, like <laughs> almost every single time. Um, guitarist, great fills, great runs, great skill. You could be tapping, playing harmonics, doing all sorts of stuff. Go. People generally not really watching guitarists on the Cadence platform. Like I've, I've shared some top-notch guitar playing and, you know, we'll get like 100 views, 200 views. And I'm like, wow, boy, like people. So the thing is we, as as a platform, we have to always remember to stay true to who we are and who we, what we are is sharing the very best of the Caribbean, the platform for learning and networking. And so we cannot bend to, to what the algorithm is basically telling us, which is only share drum videos, <laughs> right? Because yeah. right? if we were just about the views and the likes, that's kind of what we'd be doing, just sharing drum video just after drum, video. drum videos. <laughs> you know yeah. uh, uh and so i want to encourage you too like uh if you uh if you're a musician uh or even beyond a musician a creator don't don't forget who you are just because you're on the views and the likes but at the same time it's a balance because you also have to adjust uh you have to adjust to what people want a little bit sometimes but you also yeah so it's a balancing act man definitely a balancing act so boss uh before we step out um do you have anything else any questions for me anything you want the viewers and listeners to know well i i would i would just shout out my boys uh my sharon my uh my basis uh oh yeah my, 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 uh, really drums that showed up my boys, man. Dial Harvey on the side. That showed up my boys. <laughs> uh, but uh, if, if there's anything else I could say, um, October 20, 24th, sorry. October mm. 24th, we got a concert coming for you, man. Worship experience, like if you never see one. You understand? All right. All right. <laughs> is that is that going to be a, a live stream? Yeah. Like okay. Premiering, premiering on, on YouTube and Facebook. All right, yeah. folks. Keep an eye and out when, for that for sure. Are you ready? I will send you the information. Are you good? You guys are real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, man. Uh, so, folks, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, as always, you know that the Green Room comes at you every single month. Uh, we're shooting for the third week of the month. Yo, I got to tell you, sometimes, you know, the time just gets away from me. So here we are on the last week. Tomorrow is October. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, we're still here, though, which is the most important thing. We're still here. And uh, we come, yeah, we'll be coming back at you next month and keep an eye out. See you soon.